Hello and welcome back to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast all about Rob Kaczynski. <laughs> oh, you, you tried. Bless you. What Sean's, about Sean Slater? Slater? Yes. Rob Kaczynski. <laughs> if he's listening, I'm sure he's very proud of you for trying. Yes, the news broke that Sean Slater's returning. Yes, which is great news. Mm. Um, Kate Oates is working her magic. She is already. So this is this really is a sign of what Kate Oates has the power of doing. Um, and because we saw it in Coronation Street, she was able to bring cast members who wouldn't necessarily think about returning mm. or you wouldn't really think about should return and integrate them. It's only for a short period, though. He's not going to be a main yes, this say is, character. The, the, she like, teased it on her hashtag Ask Kate Oates where she said someone's returning for spring temporary. Yes. So it would be a very big character. So, and, yeah. And then of the evening of Thursday, uh, it, there was lots of information slowly leaking out and mm. um, there was lots of speculation. And then at 10 p.m., it was finally announced that it was going to be Sean Slater coming back to, you know, to cause some trouble on the square. Mm. Because there's a lot of links he has, doesn't he? He has Ruby and he has... Uh, Hopefully he'll take Ruby with her. With him. Yeah. Get rid of her. She can hook up with him and leave. Well, not necessarily, because they've left on bad terms. No, because she, I think she'll be very angry to see him. Do you think um, she, um, she'll see him and think, like, Stace, I, I gave up a daughter 12 years ago. <laughs> That'd be a good story, wouldn't it? Well, so, oh, poor Ruby, she's going through the mill. So She got rid of, she gave her baby up from her and Sean when they were together. She gave him up when she gave birth to him. She kept it secret this whole time. Sean's come back. What with the baby? I brought my baby back, Ruby. (laughs) You abandoned her. (laughs) No, I'm amazed that she got him because he's in the middle of filming like a Marvel film, and and she still got him to come back, which is incredible. Yeah, he's coming back whilst he's still filming the Marvel film. So that's insane. Right. So I'm just going to start off with some comments already from people. Oh, okay. So right. Okay, we're not doing the intro yet. Carry on. No, we're still on the (laughs) all about. We're still on that joke still. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, someone. (laughs) This is all about Sean's return. Mm. Um, I can't say his name because it's got swear words in it, but it's I effing hate, blah blah. That's his name. (laughs) He says, "Love that." Kate Oates is already doing ten times better than the last few showrunners, and she hasn't even hit the screens yet. Mm, very true. Oz Legend says one of the three characters I'd like a return from. The others being Janine and David Wicks. Um, so... not fussed about David Wicks. No, Janine... Simon Wicks. Simon Wicks, absolutely. <laughs> Get him on board. I mean, Janine's a... Janine is almost a given because everyone wants Janine. Yeah. Back, so she's got to come back, then. Yeah. She? And Rose Hudson says I was absolutely buzzing when I opened Facebook and saw that post last night. I love Sean Slater so much. He's one of my all-time favourite characters, not to mention super hot. They better not kill him off. Oh, they won't kill him off. But he, like I say, it'd be, it'd be like Alfie Moon, but much more of an impact <laughs> and, and more interesting. Yeah. And Patrick says, I have waited for this for years. When Rita Simmons left and he wasn't asked back even then, despite saying he would come back only for her exit, I lost any hope of ever seeing him again. What a great day. Maybe That's he... interesting, isn't it? Mm, very interesting. Maybe he was as upset as we were that uh, Roxy and Ronnie were killed off. <laughs> Sean O'Connor, you know, couldn't arrange that dinner. No, absolutely not. like Kate not. did. I wonder um, what she cooked him for dinner to convince him. Kate Oates? Yeah, that's what they do, don't they? They invite them for dinner. Oh, they probably went to a restaurant. I don't think she would have cooked. What do you, th- do you think she paid? A Jane Plan meal. She put it on the BBC tab. Oh, yeah, a contact list, up to £1,000. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, this isn't about Sean Slater, this oh, podcast. Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> Five minutes later. 
It's about EastEnders. Of course it is. And we are discussing episodes that were broadcast between the 14th and the 18th of January. I am Alex, by the way. You are. And I am Ben, the alleged host. So we're starting off this week's topics. I mean, the storylines, the first half of the week was just a write-off for me because it was just the same as last week. Mm. So they're the same storylines, basically. Um, So we're going to start off with Tiff this week. And um, Dennis had a drone. Was it a Christmas present, do you think? Well, it's a very late Christmas present from Phil. I mean, Phil's, Phil looks... Maybe so Sharon sent it from Australia. It's only just arrived. Maybe flew from Australia <laughs> to Gatwick. That was all the problems. I mean, it. Uh, Phil felt seemed very pleased with himself when he was flying that drone around. He was like, he was like really it's happy. It's like he bought it for himself, not really for Dennis. Yeah, but then he kind of gave it, he gave the reins to Dennis and Dennis had full control of it as well. I've, I'm under the impression that drones are very difficult to fly, so Dennis has the skills. Mm. Did you enjoy the camera work this week? What, or, from the from drone? From the drone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we knew they had a drone in the yeah, EastEnders uh, closet because mm. they used it for Peggy's death. Exactly. So That's normally on a crane, isn't it? No, they've no, 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 no. They used a drone because oh. I watched the behind-the-scenes documentary <laughs> about it. So they flew from the window where Peggy was sat taking her pills over the square, and they oh, used a drone for that. So presumably they bought that drone and decided. We'll Maybe use Peggy left it for Dennis one in her wheel. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we were all trying to sort of when we were watching it, we were trying to guess like, oh, this they keep showing drone fish. And when they show something, it is a bit unordinary. Mm. It means it's going to reveal something. Something's about to happen with um, it. But it did reveal something like straight away. He it like panned across Doctor Leg's door. So that's true. More on that later. Yes. Stay listening. So was that the reveal? There's some Shianu topic. No, I don't think that is. I think it's it's going to be Evie related because when when Dennis gets his second drone because he break well Tiff deliberately breaks the drone so she can yes, get him in the Evie's, gang. Um, Evie's forcing Tiff to replace Rat. Because Rat's now on the back burn. That's right. And um, there's like a slight thing in the cafe between Dennis and Phil and Evie, isn't there? Rat's face is recognisable by the police now. So Evie tells Tiff that because it was Tiff's fault that she needs to find a new soldier. And she's got her eyes on Dennis because Dennis laughed at uh, Evie earlier, which was unfair. Evie picked up uh, Phil's wallet. Mm, and he was horrible. And he was like, uh, stole it from me, boy, like. And Dennis Dennis was like, ha, 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 ha. That's my dad. And um, yeah, it was really unfair. So in a way, I sympathise with Evie mm. wanting a revenge. P- possibly her revenge will go a bit too far. There's no mm. question about it. But at the same time, you know, if someone laughed at me when I was trying to do a charitable thing, I'd be pretty ticked off. I mean, we're under the impression on this podcast that Jagger and Evie are the same character, but being replaced. They are. Was this thing in the cafe just a quick thing? Because Phil obviously beat up the gang and Jagger earlier. And save Dennis. Is this like a quick, like the same sort of thing to make Evie not like Phil? Yeah, probably. I guess this is. I mean, and also Phil can't really relate the gang to Evie, so no. he obviously hasn't. He has no idea that they're linked, because mm. um, otherwise he probably would have been a bit. He probably would have had justification of being a bit harsher with Evie. Um, but, but again, Dennis doesn't learn. Dennis no. just stands there and laughs. It's like that time when you went, Oy! when you stood outside the arches. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, for goodness sake, Dennis, you're really not. Either of your father's son, like no, he's Dennis, not got this brain to see that then then senior had, yeah, and, and he doesn't have the brawn that his stepdad Phil mm. has. He has the looks though that Sharon has. Clearly, <laughs> he's going to grow up to be a dashing young lad. Well, Sharon needs to get back because um, Evie's plan to get Dennis on board is to undo a few buttons on Tiff's top, yes. put some lip gloss on, and 
put, sway him to join the gang. Well, put a bit of makeup around her eye as well, because Evie had other persuasions for to make Tiff do what she wants. Yeah, haven't had a slap in ages. That was good. That was a slap. Was that was good. a dry slap. Mm. I mean, the whole cafe stood and took attention to that. <laughs> I mean, you, you, if you heard that from the market stalls, you know, mm. Shrimpy's hat rose from his head as that slap. No happened. one came to like see if Tiff was okay though in the cafe. Because they're everyone's scared of Evie. What do you think? Yeah. Is that what? <laughs> she's she's the queen of the square. Maybe, but no, that was a good slap. I like that, and the red mark on her face for like three days after. Mm. That's fun. Yeah, because even when she put makeup, it was very good makeup actually. Mm. Kudos to the makeup department because it looked like she was covering up a slap, the, the yeah. bruise, the mark on her face, which was it really was well good. done. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a few people took offence to the fact that they had the storyline where Tiff was trying to seduce the thirteen-year-old. Yeah, I mean, but, how old is Tiff? Fifteen, sixteen? Yeah, sixteen, isn't 16. she? I mean, we, you you can't tell because she never goes to school, so it's very <laughs> difficult to know her <laughs> age nowadays. No mention. I mean, last year and the year before that, like there were so many heavy mentions of, oh, I've got to do my GCSEs. Mm. Oh, Shaquille's doing his A levels. He's doing a music program for Bleepy summer school. Bleepy music. <laughs> Bleepy music. Um, and there's no reference to that at all. They've kind of gone back to their. No, Evie keeps telling exist. Tiff to bunk off I think like every now and then she does keep mentioning it but does the school not yeah, notify the family they're sending letters to Bianca aren't they Bianca don't care Bianca's busy with her busy new family bricks through windows and she's laying on the grass looking at the sky and dreaming she's on a cruise isn't she still I think that's the she's last thing she's on a cruise she was, now that's the last thing she was doing she went on a cruise and left Tiff on her own that's why Tiff turned up at Whitney's oh she can't still be on that <laughs> Tiff turned up months yeah, ago yeah world cruise maybe she's on the same cruise as Kathy. <laughs> maybe Kathy joined the cruise yeah and yeah, Sharon and Michelle explains it Maybe. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the week with this storyline, it was just Tiff trying to show Dennis the, the, the high life of gang, of being in a gang. Yeah, because Dennis was a bit was a bit nervous about joining the gang at first because he saw Sticks and Bunhead were there and he was like, Whoa, and then ran away. And um, and But Tiff convinced him, you know, Jagger's not there anymore. And Jagger was the ringleader and he was the one who was winding everyone up. And so when they're in um, McClunky's, because McClunky's always is the place where they kind of do mm. the deals, isn't it? Where yeah. they hang around, eat chicken and take and drugs. she bought him a box of chicken nuggets and said, he, I got two by accident. Yeah, and whoop. pushed it to him. <laughs> and then gave Evie, he's like, you like chocolate, don't you? You. No, okay. strawberry. Oh, was it strawberry? Obs. Obs, obviously. That's strawberry. what she said. Obs. <laughs> Obs, love. But she was watching, wasn't she? She was almost like a pimp, where she yeah. watched like Tiff mm. and Dennis at the table, like going on this really awkward date. And she was like, She kissed him on the cheek. She did. She Tiff likes kissing did. people, Tiff, doesn't she? Was her... like her go to move. Well, because Evie <laughs> She tried her. to kiss Evie, didn't she? And Evie said, Evie No, that's away. not what I want. Yeah, because that's power, isn't mm. it? So the kiss is the way you get the power. So it, it, Evie does it by saying, If you've been a good girl, Tiff, you get to kiss me. <laughs> and Tiff kind of gives it to Dennis as if to say, You've been good, so you get to kiss It's like the, the Godfather, cheek. like kissing the hand oh yeah it is it's a uh, bit weird going to evie to ask for a favor it's a bit much but i mean dennis is looking like he wants to join the gang well dennis always wanted to be part of the gang hence why he did the mobile phone ring like a like <laughs> oh, eight yeah. nine months ago he wanted to be cool with the gang mm. it's like he ordered black coffee <laughs> and um you know he always wanted to be part of it but was pushed out of it because of jagger and so now that's gone the mm. equation kind of lets him an in doesn't it so yeah i mean it's all all kicking off all over a drone i know so technically it's Phil's fault because he bought that drone. Yeah, and he's Sharon back. She needs to sort them out. Get us trainers on, slip-ons. Well, Dennis even says <laughs> that if um if, if my mum knew I was here, she'd kill me. <laughs> and uh, so he knows full well that Sharon will not approve. Well, we've got the Sharon swearing on Dennis's life still to happen. Mm, so That it's... was a big mistake, Sharon. We haven't forgot that. No, I Hope... will never forget. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, interesting where this is going to go. This is... 
Yeah, it, I mean, one of the better ones this week. Again, I, I've I've seen that people tend to have a bit of reserved opinion on Evie, but I'm I'm really enjoying Evie's character, and I think it's really grown this week. I think less is more with Evie. If she's given just kind of prompts a few things mm. and then watches it happen in front of her, that's better for her character yeah. than to make I think her. She's decent. Last week when she had her doing that big scream at the end, and no, never, no. never, that did kind of taint her There's a little. Too bit. many two nevers. Too many nevers. Never, never. Too, too, too many. Too many nevers. <laughs> so um, the next storyline is the revolving door storyline of the Slaters and Haley. Yes. As you said last week, it's always the same and yeah. it always resolves. So and this week it's Haley running out, running away again, basically. Yeah. But we did think, we did worry that we had hints of um, Alfie's uh, story beginning again, where he was tricking them and he was getting into trouble. Yeah. I mean, he stole food from Ian's fridge so he can make a fry up, so he can pull the wall over Cat's eyes. I mean, he still did horrible things because we found out his scam on his funeral service of offering it to like young people, so he thinks he'll die before they die, so he won't ever have to pay them back. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird plan because it's, if you're collecting stamps for Christmas, for instance, like at a supermarket, or you're doing like a, a plan where you get like vouchers at the end of the year, but you put a little bit in every every month. That's a short term thing. I mean, are you planning to invest in this funeral for like years and years on end? Like, so, because he only had people under thirty. Yeah. So one of them died. Uh oh. Well, one surprisingly did die. Didn't and plan that. <laughs> <laughs> he did not because he spent all the money on the fireplace and the attic conversion. He's still working on the attic conversion, Alfie, as well. Um, later in the, I think, Tuesday's episode, he's banging away because Jean, Jean had a bit of a funny week. Like she would just randomly say things. <laughs> when um, Alfie was in the attic, she was going, it's just a woodpecker. And she was talking about her sausage. Later in the week, she was talking about her sausage surprise, but it's not really a surprise. It's just sausages. Well, I suppose there's beans in it. I suppose baked beans is a surprise. And she was like really going off on one. Maybe they're doing the slow burn for the big storyline in the the spring with Jean. They're like putting droplets in now. Yeah, but Jean's still stable. stable. She's always had that kind of mad edge to She's been under quite a lot of stress, though, this year. It is the stress, I think. Yeah. But no one seems to care. (laughs) Two weeks ago, um, when they were suspecting that she wasn't taking her meds because Alfie was hiding them or whatever we Mm. discovered was happening, people really seemed interested in what was happening with Jean. Now Jean is showing signs of you know, madness, where she's kind of just spritting around. She talks about her dream she had of Hugh Edwards, and she was (laughs) married to him. Oh, yeah. And it's like everyone just seemed to think oh that's Jean yeah. it's almost like a comedy like you expected like the Looney Tunes like the theme music to play at the end it was like oh that's Jean and that was the end of it I feel like no one's taking any notice of Jean now she is actually slowly showing signs of madness well all the focus is on Haley, isn't it well I suppose it... she's even in worse state she's got the vodka bottles back again in her bags haven't seen them for a while <laughs> no her big bag oh. she always has this big bag and it's just one that's vodka her go-to bowl. isn't it like when she went to her old flat and was on top of that tower block it was the vodka in the bag then no she was drinking cider then, oh was I it think. cider yeah. yeah but she did drop bottles of cider because she dropped one didn't she yeah, yeah it didn't make Jean jump she was like, oh. Alfie's still working his way trying to convince everyone that maybe him and Kat should look after Cherry and Haley's not not very up he's not really up to it she's tired even though she's only had her back like two days yeah well they, they did say that she's had a lot has happened to her in a short space of time mm. which to be fair has um she thought she murdered Alfie she almost had her baby sold she um the whole Christmas has just been forgotten though it's <laughs> really bad like well, you could have missed Christmas week and just watched now and wouldn't even know what happened like they're all just having dinner with Alfie or like going to the Vic with Alfie for a birthday. It's like... Yeah, that was really odd. And again, they, they kind of, Alfie tried to pay with his card contactlessly. And uh, he couldn't pay, so he just 
get you a twenty pound note. Mm. And it was like really weird that they were trying to just yeah, it's nail... it's really badly written. Like with, like, with what... soap storylines, when you have that big, oh, this is a this is a moment with the big secrets revealed. Mm. What you look forward to is then like a f- the weeks afterwards is the repercussions of it all. Mm. That's what you really want to like see, don't you? But it's just all being forgotten. But there's never really. there's never a repercussion to anything with no. the Slaters. It's like every week it just starts afresh. It's like the restart button starts again. Like as you say, and so everything before that has been forgotten. Mm. Do you think the trouble is is because they've been on there for like coming up to 20 years now. So every time something happens, another character just pops in and says, you can't judge, you did this, this, this and this. And mm. it's like, oh, and that sort of puts a dud on the story writing because everyone in that house has already done what has just come out i know what like, you're cause, saying because Haley today yeah. she went through every single person and pre- basically brought up 20 years worth of storylines yeah. and said so you none of you can judge me and it's like yeah, she has a point actually it, but it's a bit f- difficult for writing characters that way when they have such history yeah especially soap tricky. characters because soap characters have such a big history mm. such a black mark like every year that yeah. things happen you're right and i think the slaters acknowledged that Haley was right um, but at the same time, they said, well, bes- they kind of said, well, yeah, but besides all that, <laughs> you still need help, Haley, because you're mm. clearly showing signs of distress mm. and you can't really cope very well. But And Haley didn't really want to take that on board. She felt like they mentioned it a couple of times. She felt like it was a, a Kat and Zoe situation. So they thought that they were going to that Alfie and yeah, Kat take her gonna... from her and not let her know she was her mum and stuff. Exactly. And yeah. So pretend that they're the parents and Alfie was the first one to say, well, no, this isn't what we're trying to do. We're just saying that you need a little bit of help. Mm. But Alfie's not the most trusted person because there's signs we already know that he's now conning Ian Bill, which, yeah. by the way, was ridiculous. The way he was like, oh, I'm going to go ask Jack. Oh, Jack. Oh, no, I- I'm sure I can have a look at that proposal. Mm. It's like, well, does Did that, that really same work? thing happen when um, Masood said something about business? like last year and didn't Ian like jump up and say oh no I'll invest then oh I don't remember I'm sure the same thing happened probably (laughs) Um, but it's such a silly thing because you wouldn't especially if you're investing a lot of money it's just cheap characterising for Ian Bill it's like Mm. the first thing that oh yeah that he'll do that it's a bit cheap if he's challenged he'll he'll step forward yeah Hayley did give up Cherry in the end like temporarily we thought but she then leaves the house and for vodka yes (laughs) (laughs) and um, she She's asleep on the toilet before this because she's drunk vodka and but stuff. But this is and how cherry in the thing. This is how it all starts because yeah. they said if the bath was running and you left cherry in the mm. bath and we hadn't found out, then cherry would be drowned by yeah. now. And then it turns out that she jumped in front of the van. Yes. So there was a big at the end of Thursday's episode, she gets hit by a van mm. and if you're like me you watch the clip about 10 times because i started seeing on twitter a lot of people were saying she did that on purpose yeah and, and so she did. and she did we found out that she did do mm. it on purpose she wanted to end her own life thanks she, to louise well yes thanks to louise and keanu yeah. who spotted it <laughs> but i mean you know that's she's tried to commit suicide of, of quite a few times this year like is it three times mm. well she sat yeah she was sat on the balcony of the, and that's when she was still carrying yeah. cherry and when like the, wasn't there a suicide I'm not sure if it was suicide, but like, there was that bit when she was homeless and she was on the tube and she was drinking and wanting to not live anymore and stuff like that. Well, again, she was carrying Cherry, yeah. so I don't think that was so much she was trying to no. kill herself. I think she was trying to get Cherry mm. out through but, um, alcoholism. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a real dark storyline, but do you think end game for Haley? are they going to have her commit suicide or is this going to be like an ongoing mental health thing with her? Because she's attempted it quite a few times. Mm. I mean, th- there's again, there's... 
in the hospital, uh, Haley asks, am I going to be like Jean? And so I think she's recognising the signs that mm-hmm. she has this. And they're, they're, obviously it's in the family, isn't it? There's this yeah. family. Well, Kat says, disease. no, no, it's not like Jean. It's... But yeah, I mean, that was a really good scene with Kat and Haley in the hospital. Because she wanted to speak to her first before anyone else. And she didn't let anyone, any of the other Slaters know that Haley jumped in front of the car on purpose. Yeah. She wanted to talk to um, Haley privately. Mm. I mean, Jessie Wallace has been really good this week. Um, she yeah. shows when she can get her teeth into something, she does it well. Mm. It's just that you don't know. Again, Alfie and Kat are very similar where they can sometimes manipulate people to get what they want. Mm. Hence why they said, and they said it on this week's episode, we're perfect for each other mm. because we're the same. We both will get what we want. Yeah. From and you don't other. know what Kat's saying now is because unknowing to her she's been slightly manipulated by Alfie yeah to yeah. sort of say these things to get Cherry but I mean she does sort of say to Haley, we need to look after Cherry while you sort yourself out and that's how it's sort of left mm. um, with Haley sort of agreeing to that and being left in hospital so yeah so she's in hospital now but uh been here before <laughs> we've been in this situation before so now is she going to run away to the Ahmed next week who knows this is the cycle yeah i know but this is it this is the slater cycle um will yeah. there be a bev will bev not but no she'll be back the week after I well think. bev's been shunned so yeah. i don't know if she comes back all four, sweetness three, and light. three four weeks bev is yeah because Haley did bring up a lot about Jean this week and mm. it was only from what she heard from bev her mum last week mm. So that's obviously gone into her head, hasn't it? That mm. and I think I was really impressed with um the storylines that Haley brought up. She brought she mentioned the baby swap storyline, which I thought had been blacklisted from the BBC's history. Yeah. <laughs> so that was impressive. And they brought up Cat's son from Redwater. So that's yes. interesting. So, Will he be back? Will he be uh, so yeah, coming yeah, in for a All these things that we've been waiting for. So I th- it was good. And I mean, before we move on to the next subject, one last thing on the Slaters. Big Mo's got a new haircut, which I quite enjoyed. Yes, well, you you compared so it, you compared it to um, Rihanna's yes. cut in what two thousand and eight or somewhere around somewhere then. around then. But yeah, she got a new haircut. Yeah, she's been busy. She has. There's something else that's related to the Slater story, also. We mm. should say that the Keanu and Louise development oh, driving is lessons. beginning yeah. with the driving lessons and their relationship and Phil's approval. Oh of yeah, their invited him for tea and he mm. said yes. Said no, then yes, then yeah. walked in because they were both. Qu- shaken by the situation <laughs> and phil has taken keanu under his arm and mm. this as we know this is going to be the development of a new story with keanu mm. and phil sharon so. needs to get back quick she really does get your legs over here sharon get your legs under the, or over the table again oh, yes <laughs> <laughs> right so we're going to go on next to our ongoing feature which is julia's legacy Welcome back to another part of Julia's legacy. One of many to come. Yes, there is a lot, a lot coming up. <laughs> I mean, in one year soon as well. So. Well, yeah, because it, we, we're just this week we're finishing off the noughties, aren't we? We're doing the last of the we are oh yes. and something, but and and there wasn't that many in this kind of period of time. But then as soon as the, uh, I suppose you call it the tens kicked in, mm. it suddenly becomes kick in. inundated with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, yeah, we're going through from 9th of June, 2006 to 27th of August, 2009. Yes. And we're discussing all the episodes that have had uh, Julia's theme that played at the end of the episode. Yes. So we're saying goodbye to quite a few iconic characters and one not so quite. <laughs> 
<laughs> with two, two not so quite quite. Okay. Oh yeah, there is two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy so, forget. <laughs> so the first one we are doing today is the 9th of June 2006, which sees Grant and Courtney Mitchell leave Walford to live in Portugal. Yes, it's all under a cloak of suspicion and betrayal because mm. uh, Grant came back to Walford with his girlfriend Carla, who he'd met in Rio. Um, yeah, this was the time when Grant came back. He came back for like a year, didn't he? Yeah. Had like his final, it was meant to be his like final goodbye. And he had an affair with Jane. Yeah. Which which Ian, even when he left, Ian didn't even know about. No. It was still a secret even then. Mm. And they, they they had like a nice moment because um, that wasn't like the main storyline of Grant leaving. But they had like a nice scene with Jane and Grant on the phone to each other, which I thought was quite nice. Yeah. When like she... they bothered to actually do that. Yeah, because Jane was very upset that he had left without saying goodbye. Mm. This is right at the very end. And then Grant phones Jane and is basically says like some really nice stuff that um that she was very special and she should never sell herself short. And as as he says that line and they go back to the shot of Jane in the cafe with Ian Bill complaining about the uh number of tea leaves in a tea mm. bag. Um, it kind of we all felt for Jane at that point. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is when our sympathy for Jane was at the most extended. I liked their like their relationship because it's not something that you initially would expect to be like Jane and Grant together it's not something you automatically think they'd go together but it's quite nice I mean whoever whenever anyone gets together with Ian normally if they have an affair it is a Mitchell because it's the most extreme from Ian isn't it mm. so Ian's kind of like a slimy very attached he has issues because people around him seem to disappear um Kathy is still dead at this point um, or believed to be dead at this point. Yes, there's a Cathy mention later. There with the is. Frank, Frank funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously the main story is that Grant is organising his goodbyes with leaving the square. But he, at first he needs, he thinks he has to pay off someone to keep uh, a secret. Ray. Ray. Yes. And um, his wife-to-be, Carla, she's like conning Grant and then going off with Ray. Yes. But Grant knows this, but she doesn't know that Grant knows. And Peggy also knows. Yeah, Peggy also knows, but she's been told to go to the cafe and <laughs> yeah, be quiet. Stop we saw Ben as well, young Ben. Yes, he was there. It was nice to see him with his sticky bun in his bag. <laughs> and um, Billy. Billy was also, you know, trusted yeah. to be involved with the Mitchell business. Billy's always there. I know, but this is when Billy was still, he, he, he was told what was happening and he was always the kind of the... Body, not the bodyguard, the babysitter, I suppose, mm. for the person to keep them away while the plan unfolds mm. somewhere else. I mean, Grant, he's quite obvious that he knows, but she's like, she thinks she's gotten away with it, so she's not really hearing what he says, and she's using her like sexual charm yeah. to um, confuse him. But and, also um, her womb, she's using her womb because she's promising a him a baby. She's like, oh, you know, if you if we go away and we give the money to Ray, um, I'll give you a baby. And, <laughs> and they do have sex, so she could be pregnant. For all we know. Is there another Mitchell out there? We don't know if a protection was used. It wouldn't have been because they're trying for a baby. Yeah, but we knew she was lying to Grant. Oh, she she might might have been. Oh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah, there might be a Mitchell somewhere. So there's another Mitchell hanging around (laughs) to come into the soap. But um, it all does all come out in the end. um, And he picks her up, takes her out of the Vic... Peggy slap, gives her a last slap and says, get out my Vic. Which yeah, well, she, she hurts her hand as well because she has to put her hand oh, yeah, in that's a funny. bucket of she ice. Puts it in <laughs> and, and, um, that was a good one, Peg. Yeah, Billy. Yeah, Billy says, that was a good one. And she says, thank you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, dump, puts her in a dumpster. Yeah, puts her in what's soon to become Robbie's uh, cart for mm. putting the trash out. Because she runs away thinking she had the money, didn't she? But yes. it was all Underwear. dirty laundry, yeah. <laughs> so he literally aired his dirty laundry with her. Mm. Um, Grant... 
was a really smarmy throughout, like you said, and it was so obvious as a viewer that he what he was doing mm. was like, oh, my darling, shall I make you some toast? Oh, darling, yeah. let's, let's go away to Portugal. And it was, it was not like it was weird to see Grant in this kind of comical, mm. cartoony it way. It was strange. It wasn't the best of like episode. Mm. Um, it was okay. I thought the little girl who played Courtney was really good. Yeah, she was amazing. Um, I do like Courtney when she came back like two years ago for like mm. three months bring her back well she's got a mother's sass but her dad's punch and yeah so it'd be a really nice character to bring back mm. but um yeah they um they had an exit going up the escalators hand in hand <laughs> they did so yeah it was it was one small bag each like it's a way of eastenders you're going away to live somewhere else for the rest of your life don't don't bother packing anything just pack a few clothes yeah that's the, that, that's the way it. it goes but i mean yeah he got everything he wanted all the secrets were out and yeah all his sort of storylines were tied up in a nice little bow and off he went and phil gave him his share of the money that he gave to phil as a parting gift Mm. um but obviously since then there's been uh, tensions between phil and grant when they returned when grant returned a couple of years ago but uh, this was grant's official goodbye yeah this was meant to be and i'm talking about people who are meant to have left but have come back again our next one is the (laughs) 2nd of february 2007 where martin fowler and sonia fowler leave wolford with bex Yes. Rebecca to live in Manchester together and they had a Julius theme and that was meant to be the end it was um this was the beginning of the end of the Fowlers because Pauline Fowler had died recently Martin's left and Sonia's left so it was like the Fowler house the had Fowlers. had a fire yeah, as well so yeah. that was kind of you know the end of that that was it and Ian, Ian then obviously inherits the um house that way mm. so yeah it's the end of like the original family really with Martin leaving and I know that Pauline Fowler, when she said she got killed off and that she heard that Martin was leaving, she's, um, Wendy Richards said, oh, it's sad because that is the last Fowler. And now he's gone. Oh. So, yeah, that's sad, that house. I mean, it's, it's just weird seeing it empty like that, isn't it? Mm, it was weird to see it, how it was all, it looked really dirty and not unloved as well. Mm. I mean, in the classic episodes of EastEnders, yes, it looks worn and tattered, the house. But it's but still polished. It's still polished. It's still <laughs> clean. Did. Yeah, by, by um, Lou. By yeah. Lou, if she can. Spit polished. Martin and Sonia left together. They, I mean, they open up. They had like a one night stand thing the night before. Sonia's leaving, yeah. do, and they ended up sleeping together. And Martin takes, obviously, gets the wrong end of the stick and thinks that this could be the beginning of them being back together. And Sonia immediately vetoes it and says, no, mm. no, we're not good together. One of my favourite lines that I think I've heard in recent history, <laughs> um, when he finds out it was just like a one night thing. And he says, oh, well, I could have given you a knee shaking by the bin if that's all you wanted. <laughs> I mean, Martin has a history now of like just doing it anywhere and everywhere. No, no. Dot's kitchen table. Dot's kitchen and this table. Sh- <laughs> shaking by the bin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Martin must be pretty good in bed. <laughs> I mean. Well, he's very confident to say things like that to her. Yeah, so. that's what I mean. That's why all the women stick to him, you see. <laughs> Once you go Martin, you never go back. Um, so yeah, they, they then spend the rest of the episode sort of reminiscing about their life and martin is planning to move into um the fowler house with bex um but she's drawn a photo of the family and Mm. sonia and martin are in the photo yeah and martin had bought her (laughs) her favorite dinner but she didn't want to eat any of it no it's not what she wanted chocolate mousse for tea (laughs) it's nothing what she wants she wants her family back together but this is why it seems a bit strange because they spent the whole episode quite well explaining that martin and sonia don't work together mm. um, and Sonia and Martin pretty much admit it to themselves in the end after they've had a couple of arguments and fights they admit with one another you know what we don't we don't fit really mm. so for the benefit of 
our, our own sanity, perhaps, go perhaps we should way. go our separate ways. And then because Be- Rebecca is <laughs> is like, oh, but I want to live together. Martin's like, then stops the black cab from driving away <laughs> and says, oh, I love you. And that's all we need. And mm. then they drive off with, with the Judaism. Yeah. Literally nothing. Nothing, no, nothing to go with. Yeah. Nothing packed. <laughs> literally has nothing. Um, yeah, it was a bit strange. I mean, Rebecca it's... has a trunky. Yeah, <laughs> but nothing else. But nothing else, and nothing in it. Just and the then picture. that's the last time they're seen for like years as well. So well, until Sonia comes back with her uh, slimming pill problem, mm. and Martin turns up and is like, "What are you up to, Sonia?" And has a brand new face. Yeah. And then yes. then they come back because they can't because Sonia runs away from Martin mm. because they're just having this just yeah. destructive. They're broken relationship. up, but not broken up. Yeah. I mean, throughout the soap, they've had this really destructive relationship, and then this last five minutes, they're like, "No, nah, we'll be all right. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna Manchester. We'll mm. be fine." It would have been nice. I guess it would have been a bit like the Bianca and Ricky end if Sonia did actually say, no, actually, I think mm. we're better separate. But I would have preferred that. But I, th- I suppose because there was a child there present as it was being said, yeah. Sonia had no choice on the matter. And the guy who plays Martin wanted to leave. and Which is a shame because he was a good Martin. Yeah, he was good. Although I do like the new one too. I, it now. took me some warming to get used to the new Martin. Because I, I so adored the old Martin. But yeah, so it, 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 it was a lovely scene. There was also, which was not really uh, Julia's theme, but you saw Shirley. Um, Shirley was starting to get introduced into the soap as well. Mm. Um, this was before Mick had arrived as well. So you, there was no ties to her particularly, other than Kevin Wicks, who was yes. missing in the episode. And um, you see this this Shirley character, and it has echoes of what Pat was when she first mm, came into the show. She's very different to what she's now, isn't she, Shirley, back then? Yeah, and as is as is Pat at this point, because Pat's Pat's almost looking down her nose at Shirley. Yeah. But this Shirley, this Shirley is what Pat when she first came is disruptive, mm. like telling people that then your father isn't your father and it's really interesting to yeah. see this and seeing Pat yeah, because Pat warns Peggy about Shirley, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. but for the exact same reason people were warning uh, the Pat square knows, of Pat. Yeah, Pat knows a, Pat knows a wrong one when she sees one. <laughs> Cut from the same cloth. <laughs> which brings us nicely onto our next episode, which is the 1st of April 2008. And this is a great episode. Like just watching, just watching it with no content, you just jump straight back into this. It's mm. Frank Butcher's real funeral. Yes, not the fake um, one. Because the actor had died recently in real life. So they wrote it into the show that Frank Butcher died. And just amazing seeing pat and peggy have those scenes just the two of them yeah when they're from, buttering bread for sandwiches yeah, and they're, they're getting ready for everything for the wake and they're talking over their their life with frank and mm. how it's it's just amazing just sitting there you just instantly get back right back into them it yeah absolutely it's it, 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 the nostalgia kicks in when you just see a, a story with pat and peggy mm. and obviously when they're reminiscing about frank as well it's just so nice and uh, they bring up a few of the most more memorable moments with Frank when the, um, he uh, gives Pat a present, uh, <laughs> which he's not allowed to open around anyone else, and it's the spinning bow tie, yeah. and you just see the scene of him in the doorway <laughs> with his bow tie. Yeah, spinning. and they actually inserted clips from old episodes, like into the episode as well, mm. um, with um, Mike Reed. It's really nice. But I mean, we have that amazing "You bitch, you cow." Yes, which is just. The best remix online ever of that episode. <laughs> because they're fighting, aren't they? Peggy, Peggy, Pat is leaving after the funeral to mm. live. Um, is it Portugal again? I think so, yes. <laughs> and um, something about Portugal, isn't mm. there? And um, Peggy is upset and that her friend, her best friend is leaving. Yeah, but doesn't want to admit that she's her best friend. They have that relationship the whole time, don't yeah. they? They're like enemies. 
but best friend. They can't live without each other. No. And um, so Peggy kind of deliberately tries to push Pat away by saying quite derogatory things about Frank, <laughs> that Frank never loved either of them. Frank only loved himself. Um, and Pat takes exception to this and so he starts saying, well, I know he loved me. And then Peggy gets angry because then Pat starts defending mm. Frank. And it's, yeah, as you say, it's Frank a really good wasn't scene. getting enough from Peggy in bed. So <laughs> came to Pat. Pat was much better in bed. <laughs> Again, we learn so much from the soap. It's uh, just so funny. I love those two um, together, mm. their, their rivalry. We don't get things like that anymore. No. But, um, I mean, the funeral was amazing. Well, we, Janine returned. Janine comes back. Um, a lovely reveal as well. They sh- You see her feet come out of the car. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Janine. You. Just, yeah, you. And um, she's, re- she's actually not the bitter horrible janine you'd expect no she's quite for janine she's quite grown up like she was still you could still see there was that side to her where she was being very false when she hugged frank's Mm. other daughter but for janine she was quite kind (laughs) yeah absolutely and there was another there was another good scene when they all stood outside the church and when you go into an event as a family, obviously as a family, you kind of bitch and talk about each other in the family. Mm. Um, and it was a lovely scene when when Diane and Pat are talking about Janine before she actually comes and joins the group. And it was, I liked that, that mm. dynamic. Yeah. And then that fakeness of like... How are only, you? Yeah, like the only time you see certain people family or is at weddings and funerals yeah. and they're like, oh, what are you up to now? I'm pregnant. Oh, mm. I've got a girlfriend. I'm a lesbian. Oh, that's nice for you. I've got a nice new car. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Although Janine also wanted like the acceptance of Pat's uh, almost they share the sympathy that obviously Pat loved Frank and Frank mm. and it was said Frank was always favoured Janine as yeah, the Janine's favourite. Yeah. Dot said that in front of Ricky and yeah. um, Diane. <laughs> Which well. they seemed a bit upset about <laughs> but it's fine. And we also found out that um, his other daughter Claire had already said her goodbyes. Yes, off screen. Off screen. But it was mentioned, so that was nice. Yes, exactly. And um, Pat yeah. was in a red dress. Pat was in a red There was a lovely inner monologue, wasn't yeah. there? When she, um, which I, I don't think I've ever seen since, mm. or, or up to that point. They've done a, it's a bit like when on a TV programme, when you see a letter and you hear them reading the letter. Mm. It can be a bit cheapened. It can be seen a bit like an easy way yeah. out rather than talking directly. But it made sense with Pat because I think Pat want, Pat's very guarded. And so she wanted to say these words to Frank, but realised that mm. it was quite a... And it was all on her, it was all on her, everything she was saying, it was all on her face mm. as well. And She's a great yeah, actress, Yeah, actually. very good. And it... then she took off her jumper yeah. and her coat and you know, she had her red dress on. And Peggy's like, oh! Scarlet says for funeral. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the nerve. It's just uh, amazing. And then that's when Phil looks up and says, you know, you're only doing this because you're upset that she's leaving. And, mm. and so then Peggy goes and sits next to Pat and they hold hands. Yeah. And it's, yeah, lovely, really lovely movie. And Peggy's scene. kept saying like the whole time, oh, I, I'm not going to cry. I don't care. I don't care that he's dead. I don't give a fig. No. <laughs> um, but then at the end, when she was set with Pat, they both were mm. crying. So. And the, the, the casket gets taken and again they don't show too much of the funeral scene to make it look Mm. silly and over the top it was done in a really yeah sensitive way um we also got to see bianca's return as well yes with her with tiffany and whitney yeah that was the big yeah big return which was like i was like inserted in i think i can't remember but i think that must have been kept secret because it was like added in on the episode that's like an insert. So that must be like a secret surprise while you're watching the episode because mm. it was all filmed on location and stuff. So, yeah. And we all know that was a big legacy because a lot of them are still there now. Yes. Well, yes, absolutely. And getting the big roles as well. <laughs> so lastly, to roll out the end of this 10 years, um, <laughs> we've got the 27th of August, 2009. Yes. Well, I mean, this... 
this is such a shame that we had to end I on know. such a sour note. The Frank one was so amazing. Mm. But yeah, this is Gary Hobbs and Dawn Swan leave together on a boat. If you could call it a boat. <laughs> it was this tiny little wooden <sighs> one man. It was really silly. Barge. Because like, they were meant to be getting married and then they found out that Dawn had slept with Phil. Yes. So then like the wedding was off and Gary was just going to leave on his own. Dawn has like a chat with Darren and he's sort of like, it's not even that like she realises she, she loves, well, I don't know, she realises she loves him, but like that she should settle for like someone. Like, That's exactly Like it. a normal guy. It's, I don't know, it's a bit weird. Yeah, because Jace says about his dad, Jace, and says that, you know, if, if Jace was still here um, and you were together, he wouldn't want to marry you because he's, you know, a bit wayward. He would mm. do his own thing. And Gary's safe. Yeah. Gary's easy. A bit like lofty and Michelle, I suppose. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's safe. He's someone you should be with. And she always, like a trigger in her head, is like, oh, that's true. He's his safe. I'll settle there. I'll settle it's with really, him. Yeah, really weird. I don't quite get it. So I mean, I hate Gary anyway. I hated him from when he was with Lynn. I've always hated Gary. The fact that he was in there for 10 years mm. is shocking. But it was nine years because he was introduced at the same time yeah. as the Slater. So it's but it's, it's shocking that he was there for that long. He had a lot of stories as well. Mm. But, but mainly with Minty though. I think Ugh. a lot of people like the lad culture that Minty and... Because they tried to introduce a kind of lad yeah. uh, story in the 90s, didn't they? With um the young lads when we were talking about the World Cup stories and mm. stuff like that but um they, they they seem to hit strike the right note with minty and gary a lot of people liked them no i don't but um, <laughs> i mean dawn she chases him in her wedding dress everyone like waves goodbye to her she's like shouting to him on this little boat yeah and she just hops but on the boat with the baby he's and... going like at what five miles per yeah. hour down this path <laughs> so this canal and the you know and and she she seems to think that he's going to actually go into the thames and drive on to i know and also she needs to she said oh Next time I see Gary, he's going to be in the North Sea. Again, she needs to learn her geography lessons here. The channel is where she, he'll probably end up first. You know? mm. <laughs> I don't know. but um, no, wasn't the best. wasn't the strongest one. but um, I preferred the side story. It happened, yeah. So, yeah, I preferred the side stories, though. I liked that Bradley... But no, Bradley of Gumbo the Dog, uh, yeah. because he um, wanted to keep Gumbo the Dog, but the owner appeared... Um, again, recycled story. And they stood story. on each side of the thing and called the dog and whoever the dog came to is who yeah. got to keep it. Yeah, yeah that silliness. And then, yes, obviously, Saeed hints of Him his... Christian, yes. Uh, yes, his affair with Christian. Cause he... And they have like a mosque set and it's really cool. I think they should bring that back. I don't think back. it was a set. I think it was an actual well, whatever, mosque like, they filmed. They used it, though. It was really good. Mm. They should bring that back, I feel. Ending on a dampener, really, with Gary Hobbs there. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was just, mm. it was bit, <laughs> it was just a bit... I'm sure you can... If you find the clip on YouTube just of Dawn and Gary Hobbs... Um, <laughs> yeah. I Thrilling. mean, Dawn is a horrible character, though, because there's two instances when... Uh, in, in two episodes, of this one and I think it's the Grant leaving episode, where Dawn is basically shown to be quite a selfish, horrible mm. character. This instance where she slept with Phil was because she wanted to and then before when she had the baby and she wanted to scam the doctor out of all her money and then run away with the doctor's husband <laughs> to, to have the baby together so yeah. dawn was never a nice no. character it's just a shame because the actress is really lovely <laughs> mm, but yeah, that's fine we're going into a new decade next year we've got a new producer because <gasps> this one had been there for like six years so by the time this was happening he was Gary running, on a, running Gary, on a, <laughs> Gary on um, a boat. Gary on a boat. But then we've got really good scene. ones next time. We've got Bradley, death. Bradley funeral. Well, don't say too much. <sighs> and we've got a Stacey and a Saeed. It's all going on. All so right. it's very exciting. So more for Julia's legacy yeah, next 2010 week. onwards is good. Okay. Well, something to look forward to, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so there you go. That was Julia's legacy.
Oh, I hope to never see that boat again. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it floated away. All the people the want it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, we're going to do the Mick storyline now. I would say the Mick and Mitch football storyline, but... Well, there's not much to say no. about that, is there's there, really? There's a football storyline which we won't be discussing. Well, we, we, <laughs> no, we will, we but, will, but not intensely. There's, 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 like, one funny bit in it, and then one bit where Mick mm. has football thrown The B cast, basically. Yeah. The choir is back. The choir in, are in back. In another form. Yeah, they're, they're a team now. They're <laughs> a football team. Goodness me. Um, so, I mean, this is... I mean, the football storyline, when it comes down to it, is basically Mick trying to become Mick Carter again. After his time yeah. in prison, something's happened... Not quite as serious as I thought, maybe. I was a bit like, oh. Well, he talks about it, doesn't he? Yeah, because but nothing actually happened. It's just no. how he was upset in prison, basically. Yeah. Which always happens. Like Martin Fowler last year, remember? Mm. When he punched the policeman just like his Uncle Pete. Uh, indeed. Like, hit him. <laughs> um, what you did do? If you could beat him something you did do? Yeah, he's very similar to Pete, which upsets me. I know, it's weird that they've done that. They've made him more like Pete than they have. Arthur. Arthur, yeah, I love Arthur. Because when Doctor Leg appeared, he said, "Oh, he's he's like his father." Watch out for him. Yeah, watch out for him. But I mean, Arthur's not. Yeah. A bad watch out guy. for Arthur. What are you on about? Watch out for Pete. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Martin had that thing where, oh, I'm a bit shaken up for two weeks, and it was just nothing. Then that was it. It seems to be the same with Mick. Like nothing. Like, well, I nothing mean, prison... ju- juicy happened apart from rather. Uh, obviously, prison is a horrible place. That's yeah. like the message. I mean, the things. What did happen? We saw play out in front of us in those two gripping <laughs> weeks when Mick was in prison. But um, anything after that, you just get the impression that he just kind of kept was his head down and was yeah. tormented. I mean, he says, "You make shit out of anything: a baked bean tin, a toothbrush." And it's like they're almost cliches, yeah. weren't they? It's it wasn't like, quite mm. as deep as I was wanting it to be no. like he was all moody and he was punching the wall and he was really angry of linda mm. i mean it sort of comes out that he's he was quite jealous of what she did with Stuart, but yeah she did that to get him out of prison but yeah he does know that what he kept saying is like why you, you've done nothing for me you've upset me you did nothing for me and it's like the whole time it's like well no she did yeah. she did everything the whole reason for you. all of this that was happening yeah yeah she and i guess okay he wasn't kept in the loop and he said oh if you kept me in the loop i would have done the whole time in jail even if i was convicted for it if i just knew that you were behind me and you supported me mm. and it's like well no no <laughs> you wouldn't have. you wouldn't have you would wait you it, before the Linda thing, you were having trouble in prison. Yeah, because, because people tr- were both filming him on phones and fake people being sent in. So that's yeah. why Linda had to keep it secret from everyone. That's because, why. Well, Linda was scared for Mick because she saw that Mick was getting into trouble in prison. Mm. And so she, I suppose in a way, she kind of deliberately also distanced herself from Mick. So Mick wouldn't feel like he had some courtesy in order to look like to look after Linda whilst in prison for mm. her. If you know what I mean? Linda can stand on her own two feet. And yes, she's had a lot of throwbacks and a few bad things happen to her. And yes, Mick has supported her. But Linda is a really strong character. And we said it at the beginning of the story when Mick first went to prison that you were beginning to see the old Linda again, mm. the Linda that could fight, the fight and, one, yeah. Yeah, and, and can like, you know, look after her family and do it for the family. Mm. I mean, the way she got through to Mick eventually is bringing little Ollie into it. Yes. She said you would have been able to cope 10 years, but you wouldn't have seen Ollie grow up. And that was the bit that got through to Mick I guess because he's the mm. family man yeah and um, at the same time this is where this weird football coach storyline is happening well it's a distraction for Mick yeah. isn't it that was the whole point it was like Mick wanted this distraction and so he didn't have to have this conversation with Linda and so for Monday and Tuesday which we've already said was the very slow <laughs> two yeah. days 
he made a few jibes at the factors like, oh, if you if you're having trouble, why don't you call Stuart? And mm. uh, you know, he said. And Mitch didn't help by saying that he was under the thumb of Linda. So I think he emasculated Mitch as well because it took Linda to save mm. him. Yeah. Do you think? Maybe. I, I, I've never really, it's, it's something, I, there was something in, Lin, in Mick. I think Mick felt like he... He wasn't a man. He wasn't anymore. a man, but also that Linda had been like soiled and that she wasn't the woman that he first dated because mm. she did do this with... Stuart. It's a really complicated thing, really. Yeah. But it's... it was nice that they had it out. It was nice that they had the yeah. scene on Thursday. But then, like, the next day, they were, like, back to normal. <laughs> yeah, well, because really they weird. had it out. Because he forgave her, yeah. eventually. After the, After lots of to and froing. And again, Linda showed that she was almost the, the the woman who wore the trousers in the relationship because she was the one who kind of told Mick, like, I did help you. I did do all this for you. I did this for the family. Mm. And it took Mick about three or four attempts, but eventually it knocked into his brain and he, he worked it out. And he's good. And, he and then from that. there, he could be a good football coach. And then he becomes a good football coach. <laughs> Although there's one mum that doesn't like him very much. He's well, useless. Well, that's again, that was hinted at the beginning of the episode where she kind of had better football skills than him. And that mm. was another way he was he was emasculated because all the guys were going, oh, you, you can't play football as good as a girl. Uh, and it's like, mm. oh, here we go. She came back because um, the minibus hit Haley, and so that wasn't arriving. So they ended up playing. <laughs> For um, good reason. <laughs> yeah. They ended up playing on the square on concrete and then Billy wanted his son to be involved and then all of a sudden everyone was involved well everyone wanted to be a starter Ford I, I, I have to put my hands up right now I don't know what football's about <laughs> all I know is that they kick a ball around the field for yeah. a few minutes a field not a street oh yeah not not a cobbled no it's not cobbled <laughs> is it but it's like a dozen of a street no. where a market normally set uh, Sunday which was exciting yeah you very rarely see that, that. Yeah. unless it's like a religious holiday mm. you very rarely see a Sunday no. on the square so um yeah all the cast were involved in this episode which got people excited. But then when they watched the episode, <laughs> yeah. not quite what we thought. As you said, it was the choir cast. It was, literally. <laughs> and they were picking teams and Ian got chose last. He did. Billy was on one side, Adam was on the other side. Yeah, so there was a rivalry was there. The Billy got chose before Jack. Yeah. Jack was like, I can't believe got chose before Billy. <laughs> Jack, as always, top of the mark, top of the class for his knowledge of yeah. knowing what things are going on. I'm surprised Halfway wasn't playing football as well. Cause he, he, does watched. All... he watched. Yeah, he watched on. but didn't play. He does all the charity ones with Danny Dyer and stuff in real life. In real life, but in EastEnders land. Well, in EastEnders, he doesn't play football. Halfway might be rubbish at football. He mm. might have two left he feet. He was there with Sonia. Halfway and Sonia. Oh, the were they? Where was Whitney the whole time? Didn't see Whitney. Which he might be serving in the Ruby. bar. Because no one was in the bar oh, working. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was that football storyline. Oh, yeah, Ruby was... was watching as well, wasn't she? Yeah, so she was mm. there. It's really I... weird. It must have been a day where they were like... Do you think it was like the Christmas staff do that night? So they were all there. So they were like, oh, Which... can we just film this quick? And then we'll um, close for two weeks. They probably were having the staff do as they were filming. Mm. But the way that things were going on. I mean, Tina was having a whale of a time. She was jumping around, oh, waving her arms around. That was stupid. Was I she... didn't like her acting. She was happy. I don't think that was acting. <laughs> I don't think that was acting. No, I think it was I genuine like it. enjoyment yeah. of what was going didn't on. like that. So we quickly throw back to the Mick and Linda thing. But there was a really lovely scene right at the end when Mick says to Linda that through everything she's been through, from being raped and she didn't like Stuart, that um, she did it anyway and helped him. And then that's where he forgave her. So we must mark that. That was a really nice touching moment yeah. where they finally, Linda and Mick were back together. Yeah, they were the best bits of this storyline this week is those bits and not the football, the football bit. But the football wasn't even a bit in my mind. <sighs> it carries on next week though. Yes, well. But they have to do the, the mum. To... The mum's getting involved oh, do they They have to have a match at some point like they a proper did. match oh, no yeah. not a adults <laughs> versus kids match 
Yeah, well, we've got that mum to look forward to, so that'd be interesting to see what she brings. Do you think the crowds, the crowds will be all the people who are at the B, like at the football match this week? So that, as we say, the choir cast. Yeah, probably. Yeah, something to do, isn't it? Mm. I just want Adam and Honey's storyline to happen. I know, it's like what not the happening. Heck are they doing with Adam and Honey? Like John York introduced Adam, and now John York's gone, but he didn't do anything with him. It's really weird. But but they've hit a, a, the wedding, Mel's yeah. wedding again. Mel, what's having a Mel? <laughs> Mel's, wedding, Mel's wedding. Um, she they they hinted Adam's story, hmm. and then it's just forgotten. So maybe I'm, it's another slow burner, like the Jean thing. <laughs> but you need to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you it's need to see. Too, um, well, you yeah. need to see what's happening to make it a slow mm. burner. All you know is there's that Honey yeah. and Adam are dating. Yeah, and like, you don't even jealous. see them at home together and no. stuff like that would be. But more little, even little scenes, just one like a little scene that put in the week where Adam again belittles. Honey, yeah, a little bit. Like and they go to Wolfie and order something, and she pronounces something wrong yeah, on the menu Margarita. or something. It's Margarita, dear. You know, something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit. Like and Billy watches on from like behind the flower store. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. and it can go from one table to another, and it could be two storylines, and it can just, you know, it's because they don't have a proper. Jumble it up. They don't have a proper restaurant in the square anymore, so you can't Wolf do. Wolfie East. Oh yeah, but they don't do anything. But Wolfie East is never inhabited. There's always just it one. Be. There's only just one like couple there. Plus a couple of the market traders. That's like an easy way to have that thing that we like when it goes from one story and then goes over to another story then mm. goes back over. That's a really easy way because Ian could be there, Keegan could work there, Bex and Louise could be drinking mm. there and then Adam and Honey could be on a date. You're right. They could Well, like the Vic, they could easily film three yeah. stories in one location. Mm. That's what we want. That's what we need. Yes. Right. So <laughs> next up is like a quite a short storyline which... Is a direction I didn't think this would really be going. Um, <laughs> is the rainy storyline with her illness last week? Like Max is taking care of her because she's fainted and stuff. Yes. Um, and it seems like she quite enjoys that the only time she gets attention from Max is because she's ill. Yeah. And she's becoming like jealous of him. Well, no, I don't think it's just jealous. It's just that she likes his attention. Mm. Um, and so. But like, he waved at like a woman member, and she was like got all upset. Well, he was playing football. Yeah, because she went to see where he'd gone. Because he said he was going to the car lot for five minutes, and then he gets into the whirlwind world of this football storyline. Thirty-three minutes. Yeah, said. yeah. She was yeah. So she was timing it to the second, <laughs> to the minute. And she goes outside with Baby Abby, trademark, and she sees that Max threw a ball at a girl and a girl winked at him and he was a bit like, <laughs> you know what Max is like, Max will float with a rock <sighs> if he had half the chance. And um, he, yeah, and so Rainey realises that this attention that she was getting from Max was actually something she was enjoying. Mm. So um, she hasn't made herself deliberately sick yet. But she did put no. the thermometer in front mm. of the kettle. Yeah. I mean, that's like 110 degrees. I know, degrees. I thought that. It went like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God. When you have a temperature, I don't think it goes as high as 100 degrees. Because <laughs> surely your body would be boiling, literally <laughs> boiling the water inside your body. So did Max not think... Oh, I don't that's know. a bit Max strange. Max not know anything, does he? Oh, no, he's not. A bit, yeah, but... But surely if he like, took a temperature degree. again when he was there, it would be like lower again. I don't know. If you don't need a medical Weird. degree to know that if you're 100 degrees, <laughs> that's boiling point. Yeah, she literally put it on the kettle, didn't she? <laughs> She'd be like the like in SpongeBob SquarePants when the, all the moisture has been taken out of her because she sweated mm. it all out from boiling. I don't know, it's nuts. Yeah, but I mean, so, it's a strange turn on this storyline. Like their relationship is weird, and I don't really get it anyway. Mm. But now that she's what she's going to start pretending to be ill to get Max's attention from now on, is we, that what's going to be happening? I'm believing, yes. I believe that she might have something known as Mooch Hansen's disease. Oh, yes. What's that? 
I may have pronounced that wrong, so I do apologise. But it's basically when you um, you make yourself ill. You you deliberately make yourself ill. So I'm be- she. We know she has this addictive personality, Rainy. Mm. So it's something that I can believe she would probably be accepting to do. So she might drink like a little bit of not bleach or something that would make her deliberately right. sick. Um, because remember when she had she drank all that lex laxative. laxative yeah. So she's done it once before to no, get she Max's did that, attention. Did she wanted to do that to Max, but the cups got swapped by accident, didn't they? And oh no, she that's drank true. It. Yeah, my fault, my fault entirely. Yes. So, but she will do anything to get but Max's yeah, attention yeah. because she thinks that her alone isn't going to do it. So yeah, she's making herself deliberately sick, mm. which makes me wonder this whole story that we kind of thought was going to happen with Rainy stole the money. Is that actually happening? Oh yeah, no one's noticed the money yet. Yeah, no one's. There's no one going to that drawer. No. <laughs> like on the on the on Abby's birthday, people went in and out that drawer about five times. Mm. Gets candles, scissors, <laughs> ribbon. Yeah. But now that it's over, then no one seems to care. Mm. I mean, at least it looks like she's. But they're not doing that. I'm pregnant storyline. So that's good. That's true. That's and true. it's a curveball which we didn't see coming. So mm. that's nice. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how extreme she goes with this. Mm. Like, is it going to be another one? You know, like, Ange and Dirty Den. Yes. I'm going to die in six months. Is yes. it going to be similar? Is she going to do something like that? Is it going to be... Oh, maybe they're recycling yeah. the uh, stories in that way. Not exactly the same, but something similar. I think Rainy would actually take it so far that she would actually do something to herself to make herself ill. Mm. So she realised that after Save a couple of embarrassment. days... embarrassment. Yeah, mm. after a couple of days, she would realise that I can't just keep putting the thermometer in front of the kettle. <laughs> so um, she'll, she'll find another way of mm. like making herself ill. Like I say, maybe drinking a little bit. Because a lot of people do it by proxy, Mooch Hansen, and so they make someone they love ill, so they're dependent on them. Right. So maybe she'll... like. I don't know, maybe she'll just take something that will make her stomach upset mm. or something like maybe that. Maybe one day, maybe she'll do it too far and nearly die. Something like that. Mm. Interesting. Mm. But but then, again, we don't really know what made her faint in the first place. So was that deliberate on her behalf? Or was it, I don't mm. know, was she overworked? Or yeah. We don't really know. It's weird, but, isn't it? Yeah, funny old yeah. story. Interesting to see how that goes on. And um, So, right, we're going on to our next, our new section next. Yes, everyone's favourite new section. Yes, which is our discussion of classic EastEnders on the Drama Channel. There's a magical mystery tour of the human digestive system in Body Matters in half an hour on BBC One after this evening's episode of EastEnders. Right. Now, I don't want to upset you, but Pete, Bill and Kathy nearly didn't feature this week. Oh, it was just Very right close. at the end, wasn't it? On the <laughs> cusp of the week. Um, but our Pete was back in force. He was. On it, election day. Yes, the election of 1987. <laughs> and... um. And Lou shouted at all the electorates, ask no questions, say no lies. <laughs> That's I mean, so funny. I mean, she, she, first of all, she did it with the Tories, the Conservatives. Then she did it with the Liberals. And I thought, oh, no, she won't do it with the Labour. But yeah, she did the Labour Party yeah, as well. Yeah, she any of them. She like, knows... I hope that's the last of you. She knows who she's voting for. She doesn't want to listen to anything else. So does Wilmot Brown. He knows who he wants to vote for because he had a big argument on the street with Colin. He does, yeah. Doesn't want to read leaflets. No, he, don't, he knows. He's, he's, he's a man of his own mind. He doesn't need to know. And Colin's like, open your mind. You know, let let other thoughts in. He's like, nah, I don't want any of that mm. liberal rubbish going into my mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying that Lou seems to be used a lot more at this this week. Yeah. She's back. She's in the Vic. She's all over the place. She's wafting everywhere, she's isn't she? She's ordering people to come visit her. <laughs> I, I love know. it. I love that she can order people to visit her. Mm, and they all do. And yeah, and Pauline's like her messenger. Mm. She's like, oh, Pat, Lou wants to uh, talk to you. And Lou's, and everyone, every Tuesday someone talks, wants to talk to Lou, everyone's face drops and they mm. get really upset. But they can't say no. no. But Lou did go and visit Den. So she made an effort to go see Den. Mm. To, uh, As a favour. She wants Pat out of Ethel's. Yep. 
Because Ethel asked Lou for help, of course. Well, she only wants to, she wants to move back into the Doctor's old flat. Yeah. And Doctor Leg did remind her that obviously she's to clean for him, so she now he now gets ten pound a week rent. I know. Uh, from she's only afford four. If, well, no, three. <laughs> she lowered him down to three pounds a week. <laughs> I mean, again, it's one of those moments when you just think, oh, I wish we lived yeah, in the eighties. Poor Doctor Leg, he's so sweet as well. I know. He didn't say no to her. He just went, no, I think. <laughs> well, no, he made a promise. He promised, and he's a man of his word, yeah. Doctor Leg. Aww. And so he asks Pat and Pat won't budge. He asks Den to ask Pat and Den says, I'll only ask Pat if Pat asks me. So that's it. Lose like that. Get Pat around mine Mm. now. And she does give him, give Pat a good incentive to do Mm, it. Really good chat. I I love Lou's like wisdom chat she has with the characters. They're just so amazing. And she basically says to Pat, she, you know, she goes around her a few different ways. Some don't work. So she then tries another approach and she goes you know if you want to be popular this is what you need to do and you'll be mm. p- most popular girl on the square yeah and pat pat at first is like no i don't want to be but then you can see inside of her the uh mm. the, the heart has broken and she's like oh actually i do i yeah. want to be accepted in this community really so um yeah she she says to ethel i'm i'm moving back to vic and you can have your thing back yeah. and ethel gives her a big her. kiss a french kiss yeah. she goes and pat's really surprised but someone's not so happy about it i know i did feel my heart did break for dot like the look on her face because she went over and said oh what's everyone laughed did i miss a joke again yeah. and it's like oh my god <laughs> you know what's about to happen i mean she is annoying everyone with her wireless radio pack <laughs> or whatever it. they keep calling it her walkman it's amazing which she won last week mm. i mean it was, yeah it's absolutely amazing and she just she wears the headphones upside down and she talks that it's brilliant every time she has the music on she talks really loudly mm. to people and so people have to talk back to her because there's that conversation she has with colin and colin's like shouting at her while she's like talking and mm. everyone the whole pub can hear <laughs> but it's the only way you can get through to dot mm. because it's... she refuses to get rid of them yeah it's great and there was a nice bit with dot and colin they sort of made up as well with well, dot said that she's happy that they made up because she she doesn't have missed many friends talks, and yeah. she missed their friendship I and mean, colin was felt the same way so she accepts colin now and his lifestyle <laughs> with barry that's nice though like, oh it's lovely yeah because no one said to her oh dot just she did it out of her own mm. accord, which is quite nice. I mean, the the only one who really annoys me and still like makes little jibes at Colin, <laughs> and that is Mr. Peter Bill. Yes, of course. He just constantly looks from the, like a side and kept, you know keeps saying weird things like, mm. "Oh, you don't have any problem with women, do you, Colin?" He's <laughs> like, "Oh, nice one, Pete." Yeah. So he, he was talking, asking him for advice as well. So Pete's a bit like two faced, really, isn't he? He's always two faced. Yeah. That's what I've said from the beginning. He talk his conversations out louder two-faced when he's talking to the person because he always changes his mind he's like i can't do that do that all right then i'll do that and it's like, oh for goodness sake peter anyway he's busy now because he's they've decided that kathy and peter because they work together all day they need separate interests <laughs> oh god so kathy kathy's obviously finishing her samaritan training mm-hmm. so and which we've seen throughout the weeks you know she's given people good advice yeah. and it's been going for ages that yeah she's fine she knows no more about her daughter yet so that's interesting. That'll Just, come up soon. Yeah, but that's coming up, isn't it? But mm. Peter, Peter decides he's going to take up a bit of country and western dancing. <laughs> and so he, for the bought occasion, he's bought, yeah, for the occasion he's bought a western hat, a cowboy. <laughs> he hat. even like tipped his hat as well when he was talking. With his finger. Yeah. With his finger, he just kind of because he's a t- yeah. He just lifted it up as he was making a bet of who's going to win the general election. <laughs> it's like for goodness sake, Pete. Are you like oh I don't know. But anyway, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's similar to the. Uh, 
when he dresses up in drag that he's going to be like made to dance like doing like a public mm, display of his like dancing chaps and stuff <laughs> yeah, and walk into the pub boots <laughs> punch ian in the face again and run away and then start crying in the flat um and there's been a few departures because this is obviously the time where original contracts are running out now mm. so um we have said goodbye to the wonderful debbie atkins i know with the most poorly written exit storyline in <laughs> history probably the most rushed i've seen oh and with a horrible man as well. And goes against everything about her character. Mm. Well, we de- we've mentioned their relationship yeah. last week. Um, and they've had their engagement party that was at the Vic. But even at the engagement party, the, the policeman was like, oh, yeah, we'll get out of this dump, Wolford. And everyone yeah. just looked at them. And Debbie's there, like, smiling. <laughs> I, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, you're just being silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, everyone. Let's dance to Simon's piano. It's, yeah. Such a shame, Debbie. That was. But they were building Debbie up to be like this her and Neymar modern woman to be these modern yeah. women and they had this like their, their story together was great and then they I don't know they just Debbie just got taken away and mm-hmm. a whirlwind romance and gone and now Neymar feels really isolated and doesn't really have yeah. a purpose anymore she not had a purpose with Debbie so you know, she's not long for this world no, not long for Wolford <laughs> which is a huge shame because I hope she doesn't take the doctor with her because that doctor he is the eye candy of the <laughs> 80s EastEnders. I mean, Ian Beale is no eye candy, is he? No. His lanky body. No. But uh, yeah, I know. No, he does leave. I think it's this year he leaves. Oh, I'm going to stop watching. That's it. I've, just, I've decided. <laughs> he does come back, though, but as a different character. Really? In the, like, 2004, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really bad. They should have just had him be the same character. Oh, well, he come back sense. as a doctor, but a different yeah. doctor? That's ridiculous. I know. They should have just made him... Because that would have been a nice throwback, I too. Know. For us avid viewers. 2004. No, it's, yeah. it's somewhere around then. But um, yeah, it's silly, isn't it? That's really silly. But yeah, his leaving storyline is really like... Uh, I'll wait until it happens. We'll okay, well, we'll, do, we'll talk about it when it happens, yeah. So um, you shouldn't be reading ahead. You should be... I was looking him up, it. that's why. Yeah, but you should be digesting it with all of us, oh, yeah. these, these old episodes. <laughs> I wanted to see what he looks like now. <laughs> Someone else left, though, haven't they? Yes, another one's left. Mm. Tony Carpenter. Yep. So he's off. He's gone back to his homeland for six months, as yes. he said. Never to return. <laughs> well, never to return. Yeah, because they, they kind of give the indication that... Because he, he says, I want to I want to come home mm. for a flat for a home base. Because Calvin's given up his house now to Ian and his girlfriend. His, uh, oh, God. She's useless. I know. She's, I love you, Ian. Also who's useless is um, Morag. Don't like her. Morag. Is Den's that the one? Like weird oh, the one who's doing the canteen woman slash girlfriend. But she just appeared one day and she was his girlfriend. I actually quite like her. Really? Yeah. And I think no. that Sharon kind of, you can see that Sharon is already looking up to her. No. So this is, you can see future Sharon in Morag. You can. There's something about the actress. I, I don't know. I don't like her. She's like. Confidence. No, she's like annoying. But I don't know. Well, the way she to... delivers her lines is something yeah. a bit off. Well, she has to be more confident than. Then she has mm. to be more confident than him, so uh, I suppose it, that arrogance maybe converges. Something about the actress is when I see her, it just annoys me. Oh, I like her, I <laughs> like her. Why I just wish she would do more in the pub rather than keep going off. She keeps going off to these like Busy events, women. yeah. But I thought that she was hired to do all the events in the pub. I was naive, and <laughs> there way, is no event where they know she <laughs> did just appear from nowhere, though, didn't she? Like. Which, being Den's girlfriend. I think Den was flirting with her. And that was then, a different blonde woman, wasn't it? No, no. It was one night when she was in the pub and Den was flirting with her. And then that's when Debbie looked up and said, we want to have a party in the pub. And Den was like, I can't organise oh, something right. like that. And she said, like, I can organise something like that if you mm. want me to. It's very random, though. Mm. So I don't like her. Oh, wow. Wow, your first negative, other than Peter, obviously. <laughs> Pete Bill. No, there's a few that I don't like. 
Oh, really? Debbie's policeman boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but he's like gone him. now. Oh, yeah, true. I love Neymar. I know you do. She shouts. <laughs> she shouts at <laughs> and everyone. Yeah, randomly as well. It's like you just have a normal conversation right now and then just be, no! <laughs> and then runs away. But, um, yeah, very exciting times on Classic EastEnders. Mm, we must quickly mention also Punk Mary's dad's beautiful mm. pink truck. Oh, yeah, and her evil mum. Yes. Oh, she you... reminds me of Catherine Tate. With her accent. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? With her Irish. Is it Irish? No, no, it's not. It's a Liverpudlian yeah. accent. Yeah. And she, um, yeah, she's hugely religious. And they've taken, Ma- mm. uh, they've taken Mary's baby. They've taken Annie. <laughs> they've taken Annie away yeah. from her. Punk Mary's going off the rails. So She is. Well, still. she had her court case and she has to pay a pound a week <laughs> for her fine for soliciting on the street. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know how to pay it. She hasn't got the money. <laughs> <laughs> she's still after the money. She still needs the money. She worked in the cafe, but to... Uh, much disappointment. Mm. She couldn't even butter a piece of bread. <laughs> I know she cut a bit. Of, she cut a sandwich. It was like half, it was a, half loaf. a loaf of bread. I know. <laughs> so then she made the sandwich. <laughs> Need a bit more filling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Right, well, there you go. That was your weekly roundup of classic EastEnders on the Drama Channel. So yeah. tune in, and we can you can join in with us next. Week. Oh, one th- amazing thing which you noticed was the continuity of an extra who was looking for his friend. Yes, right. If you d- catch up on the Drama Channel, I can't remember. It was on Friday. I think it was the second episode on Friday. Mm. There's so, a man in a leather jacket. There's a man in a leather jacket. There's three scenes. It is outstanding. <laughs> I I spotted it just by chance. By the first scene, he goes in. He goes into the cafe. Mm. He walks in, and you see him, and he's notably looking for someone mm. it's like when ian's talking to his girlfriend or calvin i think something, something like that. along that yeah, and, and he's in the background it's just an extra and he looks around he's looking for someone and he can't find them leaves the cafe mm. later on in the market the same man is then walking up and down the market and he's kind of you can see he's kind of he's asking people have you seen yeah. dave or whatever his name is have you seen this person and people are saying no no i don't i don't think so and so he walks through the market then the, there's a scene in the vic the same guy walks in and he goes hey dave like that it was outstanding. Mm. That was amazing. I think Those little bits. That was yeah. clever. That scene, and it's not even meant to be noticed, I don't think. No. It's just something that... How... And that was actually written in. That was amazing. Ob- but they must have thought it through, yeah. because obviously they filmed the inside, exterior and interior, at different mm. times of the day, you know, week, whatever. Um, I mean... That's amazing. That was amazing. So 1987 EastEnders writer and or director, producer of that episode, <laughs> I applaud you. And honestly... Yeah. They see that in many things, not even high budget things that i mean if stuff. they did it in a modern eastenders i will i would make a whole episode based on it yeah, <laughs> that's very a, impressive we'll do a whole section based on the character looking for <laughs> his friend if they yeah. did it soon again very impressed with that so yeah so, if you yeah. spot little things like that that perhaps i well ben and i didn't spot then do get in touch with us on twitter instagram and facebook just look for eastenders weekly podcast and that was the classic eastenders roundup of the week for now, this is malcolm Einan wishing you a very good night on behalf of everybody here at the television center right get ready for your heart to be broken because this storyline was devastating to me it was really sad wasn't it it was really upsetting mm. um, yeah the dr leg storyline continuing and it kind of just went all kinds of different directions didn't it because it began with dr leg saying to dot that Stuart had been had stolen his photo from his mm. wallet and Dot basically knocking Stuart down a few pegs. Yes, and almost hinting at a redemption, possibly, for Stuart now. Like, the 100% villain seems to be slightly taking a different turn, because yeah. um, she chats to Stuart about it, and about Nick, and how she couldn't quite save him, and maybe 
Stuart's going to be en- ending up being the one person that Doc can can change and save and it, she seems to get through to him and he does seem mm. to change he gives the thing back to the um photo back to dr leg you know he does some washing up well he does yes that's <laughs> a great scene when uh when it Stuart... doesn't come naturally to him by the end <laughs> <of it. laughs> no it doesn't when he puts on the marigolds yeah. and the penny and he just looks really sternly yeah. out the window while he's having a play this. i thought yeah. he was gonna like smash the china set or something but no he just did the washing up well i thought he, i thought it was leading to something i thought it would show him like kind of doing this washing up really angrily and then kind of maybe going into dr leg's room and yeah, taking something, something or just doing something mm. like i don't know making his life a little bit more hellish mm, um but no you're right i think dot dot did say to to Stuart that you know he know she she tried to get through to nick her son and couldn't mm. so she's not going to try with him and Stuart quite genuinely looks up and says, you know, the only reason I do all this is because no one gives me any love or attention. Mm. And you have, and I'm scared that I'm losing it because now you're looking after Dr. Leg. Mm. And Dot kind of acknowledges that and says, well, yeah, but you can't do that. That's not, that's not how you get people to love mm. you. You've got to just be by their side and look after them. And you're right. I think there was a, there's a switch in Stuart that kind of was like, yeah, I think you're right. I can do better. I can do it. I can wish upon a star. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, we had the storyline where, obviously, ages ago it was now, but Dr. Legg's parents' graves were vandaled. Yeah. And they've been restored. And um, the boys who did it have been caught, but they want a chance to see Dr. Legg in person. A bit like the Carmel and the Shaquille killer thing. Well, yes, but yeah, but not like, so like fatal. yeah, but the, you know, but like the boy wanted to see Carmel and talk to her. Yeah, the same sort of thing happened because Doctor Leg went over and oh, to yeah, see them. Oh yeah, you're right because they, they, yeah, because they give the impression that they're kind of doing it. They again, they they're might, sorry. They're sorry, and they might be doing it because they think they're going to get a, you know, yeah. let off lighter mm. for doing it. Yeah, because the rabbi comes to the square, he does. doesn't he? Yes, they um, have tea. They do have tea, and they have those those delicious looking cakes. Oh, I mm. forget what they were called no now. Idea. They looked nice though, didn't they? Mm. And uh, yeah, so he goes to. So Dr. Leg does. He says, I want to look at them in the eyes. And the, yeah. I, I love the way Dr. Leg speaks. I look at the eyes. And, um, really good scene, though, with those boys and what he says to them. And Yeah. Really, really good. I mean, they seem to... Again, though, is this basically a contrast of Stuart? Are we seeing, like, maybe they look like they're taking it in, but in actual fact, they mm. didn't. And they the whole time they were planning to, you know, do more nasty stuff to Dr. Leg. Because they do go then back to Dot's house. While Dot waits for Dr. Leg with a glass of milk. What is for Dr. his milk? His milk, I know. It's like it's a child, an overgrown child. Oh, no. do, you, do you not remember when she went to Dr. Leg because she thought she was ill? Mm. Did, didn't he say something about... Have a glass of milk. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, but... Practicing what he preaches. I know, but it does it does have connotations of like a child, doesn't it? It's like, I've got you a glass of milk. He's <laughs> bone strong and healthy. I mean, that's not true. There's not enough calcium in milk. Well, you to take do it with Doctor Leg if you want oh, to. I if shall. you want to upset a man, a dying man. <laughs> I mean, if anyone should know, best. if anyone should know, a doctor should know, and Doctor Leg obviously would know yes. better than I would. I loved um, Doctor Leg's like black coat and hat as well. I must say. Yeah, very but very um, stylish. He is he's a stylish man. Well, he wears a nice suit every morning yeah. as well. He puts on the effort when he wants to. Mm, he looks but, good. Yeah, so he came home and Stuart is like cleaning the house. Wouldn't well, no, Stuart <laughs> is stuff? Stuart scrubbing the door yeah, because. The kids have been over... And they've painted a, a Swartzka mm. on the uh, door. And this is, obviously, Dr. Legs had the wind knocked out of him yeah. again. And Stuart's like, I didn't want you to see it. I wanted to get no, it off the door before you saw it. it. And yet, again, Stuart seems 
really genuine. Like he's trying to get that. Mm, I think it was. Because some people were questioning whether he arranged for kids to do it. But Stuart did genuinely seem like he wanted to. But I think he wanted to remove it from the door because I think he was afraid that Dot would turn up and then blame him for Mm. it. So I think, yes, he felt bad for Dr. Legg, but I think there was more that Stuart was worried Mm. that this was going to be pushed onto him. Yeah. And so it would be his fault. I mean, this is when the drone came in as well. It so is this is this the big drone storyline yeah, we're going to see who actually be. painted the swastika? Yeah, because you saw the kids run off, so you know it was the kids. You yeah, know but Stuart, Stuart smiled when he chased them away. He's like, oi, like that, and ran off. He then smiled. That's before he knew what they he knew what they did though, wasn't well, it? Well, so like kids will be kids yeah. kind of smile, maybe something like that. But um, I mean, then we had that horrible scene. The scene at the end. Oh. I mean, my my heart broke. He was honestly. just on the chair. He was crying. Is he dying? Like, mm. what was going on? Well, that's it. He was crying on the chair, mm. but he was clutching his chest. So it would give the impression... Are you crying? No, I'm not. <laughs> it would give the impression that he was having a stroke or a heart attack, perhaps. Yeah. Um, because I hope he, not. He, well, he, he also became, at the end, a bit motionless. But you said, no, he's not. He's breathing. But he did. He kind of did. He was, like, crying yeah. and shaking. And then and all then, of a sudden, it just stopped. Yeah, but then it went to the... the the and diff then diff. the diff so, diff went off, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not his end, because I think he needs, like, a proper episode of him and Dot, like, to be his end. A bit like Ethel and... I think a he two-hander just needs a, Maybe thing. not a two-hander, but something a bit more. Yeah, there needs to be a, a nice something. conversation. Yeah. Again, a throwback. Whenever... Because Dot is really the last kind of grip mm. they have on the history of EastEnders. Obviously Ian, but... Dot is the one, and with Emotion, Dr. Yeah. Leg, emotional grip. It'd be a nice, Dot. yeah, it'd be a nice to just do, even if it's like the last scene that Dr. Leg has is that he's having this a nice conversation with Dot. Yeah. I mean, it'd be awful if they killed him because of something Stuart had done, which a lot of people were presuming was was about yeah, to happen. Yeah, no, no. Um, I wouldn't like that. But then I suppose if he, if it was to end that Dr. Leg had died from that graffiti, and then Stuart was found trying to clean it off quick. Then mm. Dot would immediately blame Stuart, and then Stuart's been cast out again. When Stuart would... goes down for it, we're not. We're, no, I don't know what you would you be yeah, I'm done not sure, for actually. manslaughter by association mm. or something. But I mean, Stuart would be outcast again, and then this would produce Stuart mm. to then become evil Stuart again. Yeah. And I mean, just when we thought Stuart perhaps was on the road to redemption, <laughs> now something that was out of his own control, mm. he's now uh, going to be thrown back into the fire. Yeah, I mean, I think what made that scene extra. Like ha- not harrowing but emotional is because the guy, who, the actor who plays Doctor Leg, is so frail as well, mm. and he's ninety-seven in real life, and it just looked, oh, it just looked so horrible. It brings back a lot of things you may have seen in your well, own, own life. Well, when you, yeah, when you've got grandparents and they're very frail, and the last thing they need, um, or you want anyone to have, you know, especially when they they know they're dying, is this this memory that they had that they were being mocked and laughed at by mm. someone they're having a hate crime thrown against them and it's relentless mm. and it's one thing to graffiti your parents grave but then to do it on your own doorstep it's just yeah it's just really yeah. nasty at the end of we know that dr glitz and guy he's got a terminal illness we just need maybe a bit of happiness because he's quite he was quite happy before wasn't he he's happy he's like, yeah. oh, dog. so you just know? want a little bit of happiness before he goes i think so one last scene yeah. And I wouldn't mind the kids getting their comeuppance as well. I know that's that probably was well, part of happen. the last. Yeah, I like him thing to be for him. Yeah, yeah. like it, that, yeah, that could be his last memory. Like he goes, like they get the put down or something like that, and then he goes home and dot like oh, I've made your warm milk. Yeah, and that's and, that's it for him. He and can then, then he go. sleeps gently yeah. into a, his uh, yeah, that would be nice into then. the night. Bless him. Well. But yeah, really upsetting. 
I mean, they have. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if they haven't used Doctor Legs' death as fodder for a nasty story. But mm. then, in a funny way, it would be great for a character associated with it to have Doctor Legs' death associated yeah, in some not way. Stuart. No. Yeah, but it would really work for Stuart. It no. would work good for Stuart. No, veto that. You can veto all you like, but it's not up to us. <laughs> I know. Um, right, so we're going to go off and play a quick game of some interrogation, and then we'll be back with the results of who won the week. Why are you putting on those rubber gloves? Alex? Yes? A crime has been committed on the square again. Oh my goodness, it's, it's just the crime central. <laughs> Albert Square is like, their their property prices must be like so low because there's so much crime. Mm, I know. I mean, I have witnessed who did the crime, but All I right. don't want to say. Okay. So um, Jack Branning has brought me into his interrogation room, <laughs> one that he rents, one of his many flats. By the way, this is um this is Ben auditioning for his new role as a TV star, as you can tell by his wonderful acting. Hardly. <laughs> um, so you have 60 seconds to question me and see if you can work out who it was that I saw commit the crime on Walford. And I'm not back in time this time. I'm in present day. Oh, OK. So... I didn't accidentally fall back in time. <laughs> but I may again in the future. Going to look or the for... past. So you must ask me a yes or no question and you have 60 seconds to do so. Okay, I'm all ready to go. Right, so my witness statement is as follows. This week, I was still covering for Cathy at the cafe while she was away on holiday. Well, you've been covering for a long time. (laughs) When a girl slaps Tiffany, everyone turned around to look, but I was too busy buttering bread to even bother. What I did notice, though, was someone who stole a cheese toastie off the side when no one else was looking. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to get anyone into trouble. But if you can guess who I saw, I have no choice but to tell you. You're not grass, are you, Ben? No. <laughs> You're no grass. I ain't no cockney grass. Right, so in three, <laughs> two, one, go. Okay, is this a child actor who no. stole the cheese toasty? Uh, does this actor, or is this an actor or an actress? Sorry. Male. Is it male? Yes. Okay. Does this person, has this person have a uh, history in stealing stuff from the cafe? Yes. Uh, Does he also have a penchant of stealing children from people? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Does this person have three other children, two of which are named after (laughs) Sesame Street characters? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'm just going to stretch it out. Does this character (laughs) wear a leather jacket? Yes. Does this character recently opened a funeral service called Over the Moon Funerals? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Not what it's called? It's not what it's called. Okay, fine. Is, you have ten seconds. Okay. Is Nine? it Alfie Moon? Yes, it is. It Yay! was Alfie Moon. He probably did it for his children. He probably did it to feed his younguns. Mm, Tommy. And Bert and Ernie. And Cherry. No, Cherry doesn't eat solids yet. She's, <laughs> yeah, melted cheese. <laughs> that is a solid. That's, that's milk in the Slater household. <laughs> a fondue. <laughs> that's correct. It was Alfie Moon who stole the cheese toastie. What a cheese. He's just, ever since he's come back, he's just been a dirty mm, character, hasn't he? Thief. Thief. A, a and a tea, Roman. Tea leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Abuser of women. <laughs> but yes, there we go. So yeah, wait, what, what's, his, um, what's his sentence? Now he's going to be facing the, the, a court. Six months on stage pantomime. He's going to be written out of the show for six months now. Oh, he's going to do a pantomime in the summer? Yeah. Oh, 
my goodness, that really is a punishment. <laughs> that was Jack Branning's witness protection. Another winner for me on the interrogation game. Thank you very much. I will take my cash prize in the form of a cheque. Actually, I should take my cash prize in the form of bonds for Alfie Moon's funeral service. No, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> Don't pay him any money. Uh, so we're on to our um, last section of the week now. We started last week a new section called Who Won the Week, where we ask our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram followers who won the week by choosing a character and the story that they're associated with. And we give four options for you to choose from, but we encourage you to also give your own options, as I say, on our Facebook, our Instagram or our Twitter account. Dr. Leg hasn't won. I'm rioting. Oh, you you threatened to write last week if Alfie won. So now yeah, you're and doing. Yeah, he didn't. And he didn't. <laughs> yeah, but you'd left it too late this time. You actually mentioned that on our Facebook <laughs> group page. But yes, but Doctor Leg deserves to win. Okay, well let, he, let... here's an option. With well, she is yeah, good. Sorry, yes, he is an option. <laughs> God, you got me all flustered. So um, yeah, the options we offered was Doctor Leg, Cat, Linda, and the kids' football team. <laughs> <laughs> if they win, I'm right. <laughs> I think they're the collective effort. Um, yeah, fair the enough. B-cast. Um, we also had a suggestion of Stuart on our Twitter mm-hmm. and Mick on our Facebook page. So they've been included too. And Stuart actually got quite a few votes once he'd been suggested as well. Oh my God. So uh, let's see what happened there. So I shall do them in reverse order. So in last place of who won the week with one vote was Mick with 1%. Good. <laughs> In fifth place, with five votes, was Stuart, with 3%. In fourth place, with 16 votes, was Cat at 12%. Oh, my God. In third place, mm. with 18 votes, was the kids' football team. <laughs> so it was about the same number of kids as there were votes. Ooh, maybe, it was, maybe it was the kids voting. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. And they had 13%. Now, who do you think won then between Dr. Linda and Dr... You think it's Dr. Leg? No, it probably be Linda. No, I don't know. Dr. Leg, I have high hopes. So the winner was... There's, let's pretend there's a drum roll happening. <laughs> I can hear it in my head. With 59 votes, Linda, she won. And Dr. Leg came second with 36 votes at 27% mm. of the vote. So uh, Linda won the week, according to our mm. listeners. Good um, for her. As I say, you can find the poll at the end or near the end of Friday's episode. And it's, it's a quick poll. It's a snap poll. So it's only up for about six hours. And it's on our Twitter, which is at EastEnders Week. Our Instagram, which is at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Or our Facebook group. You need to join. All you do is search EastEnders Weekly Podcast. And then you can join our group. Yes, it's private. It is. Just Not for us. secret, but private. For our eyes only. <laughs> and it could be yours too. Yeah. So we've just got a few comments to go through from all the social medias. Um, so we've got a few here on the Stuart storyline about his redemption. So Matt Cherry says, well, if there is a chance of him finding redemption, I guess that rules out him killing Dr. Leg, as there would be no way to come back from that. So there you go. Ooh, very interesting. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then someone else said, he's such a good villain to waste, but Ricky Champ is such a good actor that he could probably pull off a rehabilitated Stuart. Well done. Uh, I've also got a Twitter, a tweet about Stuart too. Oh. Uh, it's from at Samantha Jane Five, and she says, Stuart, he is fantastic in all episodes he's in. He deserves to win the best performance, best actor, and best bad boy. Ooh. So she's thinking about the future, all the soap awards. Yeah. Uh, a few on the Mick storyline. Irish Terence says, I'm bored of the football team storyline. It would have made sense doing it when the World Cup was on, 
but not in January. I wish they would drop it, but it seems like it's going to be around for a while. I mean, I agree with that, and I I, I don't know if I said it on the show, I but the, so, it should yeah. have been it it's should have been a silly. World Cup story. It would have made good sense. Yeah. Wolford on ice. That's what we want. <laughs> so on Haley this week, a special guest star said these classic characters just have so much integrity. I'm so glad the classic episodes are on drama to remind us of how strong things were. I honestly can't believe they've just repeated the same duff duff between two episodes with a character no one likes or cares about. I think about Haley because she was dead on the toilet and then she was dead on the road. Oh yeah, two episodes in a row. I mean, same cliffhanger. We've missed a trick here. We could have done the same duff duff this week, couldn't we? That would have been a nice little well, we've joke. We've not done it yet. So. Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> Stay <Right>. tuned. <laughs> so we've got Kathy Lars. I am so sick of this unconscious, woe is me, professional victim, Haley. Kick her out and call social services. When she threatens to run away, for goodness sake, let her. So yeah, Sorry. a lot of hate for Haley. Really? And this is what I don't really get it. I mean, I she... think she's been like shoved down our throats a bit this year. That's the, this, this year, trouble. these past three weeks. Oh, you know, I'm oh, sorry. I know sorry, what you mean. I know, I know, I know. The year that she's been on the show. Jared says... I loved the Max and Haley interaction this week. It was very sweet. So that was when he sort of came across her in the. That was like mixing two storyline paths. No, we like that, don't where we? Where he came across her and he almost hinted that maybe She's... she won't, won't be a very good mum and stuff like that. And... Oh, so Max was the one who started all this then? <laughs> See, I didn't even spot that scene. I must have. Oh. I must have turned off for a second when that happened. <laughs> and then just uh, a general comment overall. It's from. Krista, and she says, are they making the stories this bad on purpose so that when the episodes from the new executive producers start, we all think it will be amazing? <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think Kate Oates really needs to have a, a slow intro, a, a cold a cold intro into this. So yeah, I think true, she'll do well either way. Good point. But I thank you for your comments. As always, um, we've told you about Twitter, Instagram and uh, Facebook. You can also email us, eastendersweekly at gmail. Dot com. Mm. Just a quick little reminder of everyone as well that there is a Sean Mann interview out there in the wild. There is Ray Kelly. Ray Kelly. We did a we had a chat with him uh, at the beginning of this week and it got released on Wednesday. It was really great to talk to him and we're really grateful again. Yeah. Um, and you can find it on the usual channels you listen to your podcast. Yeah. So listen to that so you can get all up to date with when the storyline begins again. When soon. Mel, yeah, when Mel and Hunter return. <laughs> yes. What a lovely end to the week. Yep, now we've finished recording. Um, would you mind just uh, cleaning out all the cat litter tray, please? That's not fair. I don't want to. It smells and it's not my turn. You do it. Now.